This is the Mortification of Spin Bully Pulpit, and I am one half of your hosting team, Todd Pruitt, and I'm joined, as always, by Carl Truman. The Mortification of Spin is a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. We can only continue with your help. Visit mortificationofspin.org to make a donation or call 1-800-488-1888. On this episode of The Bully Pulpit we find out how mad, mad, mad the world has become, the godless go to church and the bar of marriage falls even lower. Carl, tell us what's on our mind uh, this evening. Well, I think this evening, Todd, we want to look at just how mad the world has gone. Uh, we've got a couple of stories to discuss, and I'm going to lead off with a real cracker here. I know that you're a big fan of the Huffington Post, so you've yes. said this story already. Absolutely. But the Huffington Post uh, leads with this story. Uh, Nardine Schweigert, North Dakota woman, marries herself and opens up about self-marriage. And I'll give you some choice quotations here. 36-year-old North Dakota woman who married herself in a commitment ceremony last March has now spoken about her self-marriage choice in an interview with Anderson Cooper. The marriage took place among friends and family who were encouraged to, and I quote, blow kisses to the world after she exchanged rings with her inner groom, my Fox Phoenix reports. I want to feel very empowered, very happy, very joyous. I want to share that with people and also the people that are in attendance. It's a form of accountability, Nardine Schweigert told Anderson Cooper. Six years ago, I would have handled the problem by going out and drinking, she said. I smoked. I was 50 pounds overweight. She sounds like a typical reform pastor, actually. Sure. Uh, this is just celebrating how far I've come in my, my life. The Fargo-based yoga teacher also takes herself on dates to treat herself and to invest in this relationship. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to come along and make me happy, Schweigert told in forum. At some point, a friend said, why do you need someone to marry you to be happy? Marry yourself. <laughs> I think when you read something like that and realize that this is being presented as a serious news story and nobody is using the, uh, the sentence, this woman is an absolute lunatic <laughs> at any point. Right. I think we have to realize that the world has gone completely mad. But, but the kicker, of course, is given the uh, shifting of the legal definition of marriage to a mere sentimental bond, one has to ask the question, why not? Uh, if marriage has now been evacuated of all meaningful content by, I think, by no-fault divorce laws as much as anything... Um, what possible grounds for objecting to this absolute nonsense can we have? Right. It doesn't seem to me like we have any objective grounds to object. <laughs> no. I mean, what worries me, of course, is yeah, yeah, I'm a cynic and a pessimist. I feel it's going to end in divorce. You know, <laughs> who's going to get custody of the, the remote yeah. control? Who's yeah. going to get the dog? Right. Who's going to, you know, what happens if her inner groom wants to hang a, a painting of poker playing dogs on the wall? That's, you know, yeah. what's she going to do? Uh, it's, yeah. It has all the potential of being a, a woeful mess. Yeah, yeah. I'm concerned about her inner groom because I, I just have a feeling he's going to tire of her uh, very, very quickly. That's yeah. just my guess, but... 
yeah. once the initial free saw of physical attraction is gone, <laughs> you know, what what is left? Right, exactly. <laughs> but well, then, you know, clearly, the, clearly. Yeah, and, and clearly evidence that we're crumbling from within. So, uh, you know, we just uh, continue to, to march on. And we're just here to, uh, to sound the alarm and uh, poke a little fun at the, uh, at the decay. Yeah, and the question uh, is, you know, how long can society go on with this kind of madness <laughs> exactly. being presented as... as Something that's as, viable. As, as viable human behavior. It's right. completely bizarre. Right, right. It, it would have been openly mocked 20 years in, ago. Yeah. Now we are, we are openly mocking it, actually, Tom. We, you and I are openly mocking it while others yeah. are saying, you know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm sure that the Gospel Coalition will be earnestly outraged about <laughs> it. And uh... Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't want to get in any trouble, so uh, it's true. Well, it, it, to add to this, Carl, okay, so we have women marrying their inner groom. Uh, we've also come across a story about, uh, well, the, the story is entitled Sunday Assembly, a Godless Service Coming to a Church Near You. It's an article written by Susan Donaldson James, and it is about a new uh, atheist church, if you will. Um, and it's, in many ways, again, it's one of those stories that reading it lightly causes one to chuckle and roll your eyes. But this story ha- also has some, a couple of good insights as well as some things that made me sad. Um, but the man's name is Sanderson Jones, grew up in a, according to the story, a religious British family. Um, his mother died when he was only 10. He said that that was obviously a very, very deep and cataclysmic loss. But he said it's like he lost her twice, once when she died and once when he realized there was no heaven. Yeah. And so he felt like he lost her twice. And goes on to explain the fact that he, he saw churches having fun and dancing and singing and clapping and having joy. And he thought, well, you know, atheists ought to be able to have the same kinds of experiences. And, he, you know, I mean, you know, atheists need more music, I guess, was his conclusion. And so uh, they began this uh, group. They have these gatherings, and they're largely intellectual, he says, but uh, uh, they also apparently try to have some real fun. And I think no big uh, uh, surprise here. He's also a stand-up comedian, um, which I'm sure helps. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wonder, um, is, this a, is this a development that's going to catch on, do you think? I'm not sure. I mean, I think it witnesses to a couple of interesting things. I mean, one, very clearly, uh, even though this man's an atheist, he realizes that there is more to life than his, his own individuality. Uh, he's not likely to be marrying himself anytime soon, uh, I, would, I would guess. He talks using the language of, of transcendence. He clearly understands that religious community brings something, enriches human life in some way. Uh, that there is that human beings need something beyond themselves to worship, if you like. I mean, in in his context, it's it seems to be community and connectedness. Mm. Uh, so I would say that that is quite an interesting uh, development. Mm-hmm. Whether it will catch on, I I don't know, because it would seem to me there are better ways of of getting this right. uh, if if you wish to be an atheist. You know, it's interesting. He makes this comment. He says, we talk about developing an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. But I wonder, and, and, and you, you 
might need to help me on uh, on who first made this op- observation, but it's a uh, someone made the observation that it's a dangerous place for an atheist to be grateful, because then they have to figure out who to thank. Yeah, and it seems to me that that's consistent. So uh, developing an attitude of gratitude. Well, to what? Yeah, um, it's what, what are you grateful for? Who are you grateful to? I think here you're caught in the dilemma that Nietzsche points out in the gay science where you know the madman runs into the town square to attack not the christians but the polite atheists Mm. who want to have all of that ethical civilized capital that religion brings them uh, without having god and the, the madman points out no you've got to realize that you're staring into the vortex of oblivion yeah. Live, live as supermen, if you like. Live as those who realize the bleak desperation that you have brought upon the world by slaying God. Mm. You know, and you read this, and it strikes me as a, yeah, it's a wonderfully chirpy, cheerful, middle-class, polite, <laughs> Richard Dawkinsy kind of atheist. I mean, Dawkins likes the Book of Common Prayer. He likes right. it because he can go to church and have the aesthetic pleasure of mm. being connected, presumably. Be a man. Right. Face up to the reality of the meaninglessness right. that you have brought upon the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And and this guy Sanderson makes an interesting comment because he cannot help but use transcendent language. He says we wanted to do something like a church for people who don't believe in God. And he goes on and he says, Life is such a wonderful thing to have been given. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he can't even escape the language. It's Romans 1. The, it's yes. poker tells throughout that this is a man who's ultimately you know, dependent upon something greater than himself that he himself acknowledges in a way only then to deny. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a mortification of spin, bully pulpit. We hope that we've looked at some of the absurdities of modern life. Uh, if there's anybody out there who's considering marrying themselves... Don't. It's a life sentence. It will only end in tears. Uh, And if you're thinking of attending an atheist church, don't. Attend a church where the people actually believe in something, and when they develop an attitude of gratitude, they're actually grateful to someone. Uh, Please visit our website, mortificationofspin.org. We are a ministry of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. I've been your host, Carl Truman. Be delighted to be here with my friend, Todd Pruitt, and we look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for joining us. The world is a crazy place, but God has given it to us, including marriage. I've got a free message I'd like to give you entitled The First Wedding. Marriage is the institution that all other institutions come and therefore it's critically important. Visit mortificationofspin.org or call 1-800-488-1888 to download The First Wedding. Again, it's a free message entitled, The First Wedding. Visit mortificationofspin.org or call 1-800-488-1888. Mortification of Spin is from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Alliance ministries include Reformation21.org, the Bible Study Hour, and events held nationwide. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 1-800-488-1888. We can only continue with your support. Please visit mortificationofspin.org or call 1-800-488-1888 to make a donation. 
that's mortification of spin.org or call 1-800-488-1888 to make a donation. And please join us next time for the mortification of spin. Thank you.